Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Salesman Harvey Burns rings up his eighth order today. Tough job. Even tougher with this. <gasps> he needs bromoquinine. Bromoquinine. Bromoquinine speeds relief all over your body. All the way relief for discomforts of a cold. Bromoquinine. Yes, bromoquinine speeds relief for cold miseries all over your body. Only bromoquinine has seven fast-acting medicines to help fight stuffy nose and all those cold miseries. Get all the way relief with bromoquinine. Dear, come on, eat breakfast now. You'll need it. No, 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 I'm not hungry. I, I just want some coffee. Look, will you pour it so it cools off? Yes, all right, dear. Oh, you're so nervous, Aunt Effie. Nervous? What's he got to be nervous about? Oh, he's going to have a talk with his boss this morning. A talk about what? Oh, this Charlie Bemis business. Now, here he recommends Charlie to Mr. Cranshaw for the job of sales mm-hmm. manager with a company. Mr. Cranshaw turns around and offers Charlie this marvelous job of going abroad on business. An opportunity that Cranshaw never even told me was available. Here I've been with the company for ten years. Oh, well, I know all that. I was here the other night when Charlie and Madge came over and told you how excited they were about traveling abroad. All expenses paid. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. You know, it's, you it's not that I'm jealous of Charlie getting the job. I mean, it's just that I think Cranshaw might have mentioned it to me then, so... Well, and, of course you must yeah, remember, dear. Company. Your company has merged with this big New York outfit, and I suppose Mr. Cranshaw's had a lot on his mind. Well, what are you doing, sticking up for him? Well, no, but that's probably what he'll say to you, and you ought to anticipate what he's going to say to you so you have your answers ready. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Well, what is my answer to that? I would tell him that you've worked there for ten years, and you're sick and tired of being treated like a doormat. Well, we feel whatever he says, Aunt Effie, you know, ought to say it nicely, you know. Well, nicely or not, I'd certainly give him a piece of my mind. Of course, I was all steamed up yesterday to do this, and he wasn't there. Out of town for the day. Oh, no. Now you have to go through it all over again. Yeah, sure, now that I remember what I was going to say. Even. Well, drink your coffee, then come on in the living room, and you can give your speech to Aunt Effie and me. Huh? Oh, no, no, yes. no, no, no. I, I feel silly. But, but oh, why should you feel silly, for goodness sake? Well... It's just us. Yeah, I'll finish your coffee, and then you can practice on us. Oh. Del Monte, Del Monte, pineapple grape for juice drink. I like it because it tastes good. It isn't too sweet, and it doesn't make you pucker. Girls like it because it's good for them. Oh, well, it takes all kinds. <laughs> Enjoy Del Monte pineapple grapefruit drink and the other Del Monte juice drinks. Every one so good. All right, dear, come on, Aunt 
Jesse and I are ready to listen to you. Dear? Oh, where is he, Aunt Eddie? I think he went in the den to get his fountain pen or something. Oh, yes. He's mm. probably making his notes. Yeah, I'm right uh, here. I'm right here. I'll be right with you. Uh, what is... All right. All right. Now, look. Well, what was point number four? Weekends. All oh. the weekends you've had to go back to the office and work. Yes, 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 yes. Well, what in the world are you doing? Well, I'm making notes. Just listing the important points I want to bring up so I don't forget well, them. What are you doing? Writing them right on the palm of your hand? <laughs> yes, that's a trick we used to do in school during a debater when we gave a speech. Huh? When you didn't want to have notes, just write the main points in ink on the palm of your hand and then you can glance at it casually, you know. But it doesn't look as though you've got notes. Well, seems to me some of the boys did that when I was in school. We called it cheating. Well, we didn't do it to cheat, Aunt Effie. We were allowed to have notes, but it's more effective if you don't. Now, remember not to wave your hand too much, dear, so Mr. Cranshaw doesn't see the writing and ink all over it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, you ready? Well, I guess so. I guess so. Seems kind of silly. Well, just pretend you're arriving in Mr. Cranshaw's office. Now, that's I'm all. getting nervous just thinking about it. Worst of it is that secretary of his has her desk right in there temporarily, so I'm going to have to say all this in front of her, too, probably. Well, just forget her. But say what you have to say in front of the two of us now, and you'll be used to two people. Now, I'll be in back of this table and pretend I'm Mr. Cranshaw. Well... You'll be a secretary, Aunt Effie. Uh, well, why don't I be Mr. Cranshaw? After all, I can look a lot more formidable than you can. No, no, no. You'll be a secretary. I know Mr. Cranshaw and what he'll probably say. You know, well, but... I've met Mr. Cranshaw, but I've never even seen his secretary. I don't know what she's like at all. Well, you don't have to know what she's like, Aunt Effie. All you have to do... I think it's it... much better if I play Mr. Cranshaw. <laughs> oh, Mike, it doesn't matter who plays who. My gosh, we're not casting for a Broadway production. Look, I've only got ten minutes. Now, if you want to listen to this, will you sit down and listen? That's all you have to do is just listen. I will be Mr. Cranshaw. Uh, all right, Aunt Effie. Uh, you'll be Mr. Cranshaw. I'm the secretary, then. <laughs> Did you wish to see Mr. Cranshaw, Mr. Piper? Uh, yeah, well, yes, yes, I did, please, if, he, if he's not too busy. I think he can see you. Mr. Cranshaw, Mr. Piper is here. He'd like to see you. Well, well, well. Come in and sit down, my boy. Oh. I am never too busy to see a loyal employee. Uh, well, and if he, Mr. Cranshaw doesn't sound like that, I mean, he talks differently. I he know a... how to talk like a man. I'll have you know I played the part of Mark Anthony in our high school play with Julius Caesar. And I was very good. Well, I wasn't criticizing your acting ability, Aunt Effie. It's, it's just that Mr. Goodbye. Cranshaw I'll see you both tonight. Wait a minute, dear. I'm sorry. Come on. We're ready. No, we're no, ready. no, no, no. Look, I get my briefcase. Look, we, we, you both got me in such a lather now. I can't think of anything. It's no use. I also played Macbeth. Oh. Oh, well, I'm sure you were very good, Aunt Effie. Now, dear, don't forget to mention the hundreds of times you've worked until midnight and with no extra pay. Yeah, all right. I know. That's, that's, that's point number two. All, all right. right. I, I got it right here in my hand. And don't forget the time even Mr. Cranshaw know. himself Thumb. couldn't get the Walker Company to sign that big deal, but you yeah, did it. You I, I got, got that down? Got, you got no, that? No, number six, Walker deal, uh, yes. I also I, played Uncle Tom and Uncle Tom's heaven. Oh, oh, we are not going to hear the end of this. Goodbye, dear, and good luck. Now, remember, don't be nervous. Just sail right in there, and you tell Mr. Cranshaw. <laughs> Mr. Cranshaw, I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes if you're not busy. You want to talk to me? I want to talk to you. I've been buzzing your office for the past ten minutes. Where have you been? Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I was looking up something in the filing room. Well, sit down. Sit down. Yes, uh, well, actually, what I have to say won't take too long. I, well, sit down I... while you can. When you're over 25, lie down when you can. If you can't lie down, sit down. You'll live longer. I believe in work, but I also believe in taking care of your health. Yes, yes, I, I know. <clears throat> Now, Mr. Cranshaw... Mr. Piper, 
What were you thinking of when you recommended your friend Charles Bemis for a job with our company here? Well, what do you mean? You know the qualifications I demand in a member of my staff. Why, why, certainly. Did you honestly feel that Charles Bemis was suitable material for the Cranshaw Company? Why, I don't know what you're talking about, Mr. Cranshaw. I recommended him for the job of sales manager, a position for which he has had considerable experience. But I understood you felt that he wasn't suited for that, and you offered him another position as a European representative. And frankly, sir, that is exactly what I came to talk to you Your about. Your friend, I... Mr. Charles Bemis, has already resigned the position I offered him. Re resigned? Here's his letter. It arrived in the mail this morning. Resi resigned? Dear Mr. Cranshaw, due to consideration, I feel the position you offered me is not exactly suitable. Since speaking with you, my plans for the immediate future have changed to the point of making an acceptance of your offer impossible. Thank you for considering, etc., etc. Charles Bemis. Why, well, I, I don't understand. I mean, just two nights ago he was at my house and he was so excited about... I mean, it was just two nights ago he was Obviously there. Obviously the man is unstable. He doesn't know what he wants. Now, I have tried to give special consideration when you and others of my staff have recommended your friends for certain positions in the company. But in the future, in the future, I would appreciate it if you would show sounder judgment. If you would not allow the bonds of friendship to gloss over, discolor, and blind you to the defects in a man's character. Well, but when I introduced you to Charlie, Mr. Crenshaw, I mean, you, you told me yourself you were very impressed with him. The, the, the... Uh, Piper, I pride myself on forming a sound judgment of a man the minute I meet him, especially when he comes with such a high recommendation. Obviously, I mean, I made a mistake. I'm... And I'm not very proud of it. Well, I, I'm sorry. I really just don't understand this at all. I am now in the position, having recommended Mr. Bemis to the Antlow Company with which we have now merged, I am now in the humiliating position of having to inform them that the man I said was available is not available. But I, I, I just don't understand it. Well, that's all I have to say. I thought you should be apprised of the facts and in the future show more acute judgment. Now, 10 o'clock. I believe we have a staff conference. Oh, yes. Well, well Mr. Cranshaw, yes, I, I... well? Well, I... Oh, never mind. It's time for the conference. What's that on your hand? You must have a leaky fountain pen. Uh, oh, yes. Yes, yes, I, 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 I guess I do, sir. Look, if you'll excuse me, I'll just wash my hands and then I'll join the meeting. Oh, golly. <laughs> We'll return to the couple next door in just a moment. Ever have the strange feeling of being followed, although you can't see anyone around? Ever hear a sound in the house which you couldn't identify? Well, then you've been in suspense, hardly daring to breathe until the mystery is explained, the outcome certain. It's stories of moments like these which you hear every weekend on suspense. One day it may be the tale of a killer stalking the streets. The following Sunday, suspense may whiz you along with the reckless driver of a defective racing car. But every Sunday now, for drama at its chilling, thrilling best, listen to Suspense. Heard over most of these CBS radio stations, which also bring you Johnny Dollar, the insurance investigator whose luck with the ladies rivals his gift for getting into and out of dangerous spots. An expense account, kited as high as Johnny Dollar's soaring imagination, enables him to travel the world looking for fraud and finding it packaged in dramatic dynamite. Listen for Johnny Dollar's latest exploits this Sunday and every Sunday on CBS Radio. But I don't understand what did Charlie 
always say when you called him? Nothing. Oh, he apologized. Putting me on the spot and all that. Well, I should think so. I don't understand it. He and Madge were almost hysterical the other night. They were so thrilled about going abroad. What are these other new plans that Charlie has? He wouldn't tell me. Said it would take too long over the phone. Said he and Madge would drop over tomorrow night. Well, I wouldn't let them in my house again after what he did to you. Well, I felt like telling him off, too, but my curiosity got the better of me. I, I want to know what he's got lined up after all the trouble I went to for him. And on top of it, Cranshaw bawling me out for recommending him. Yes, I, I, honestly, well, what, did, what did Cranshaw say when you told him how you felt about, you know, never offering or even mentioning the European opportunity to you? I didn't have my talk with him. But why not? That was the perfect time to do it. Yeah. Put him on the defensive for a change. Yeah, why didn't you say all the things you were going to say? Because I was so rattled I couldn't remember the various points. But you had them written on your hands. It was in washable ink. My hands oh. got so clammy the words ran together and I couldn't read them. My palm was just one smear of ink. He asked me if I had a leaky fountain pen. Oh, yes. honey, honestly. Now you'll have to go through it all over again next week. Yeah, I know, I know. Kelly, sometimes I wonder if it's all worth it. It's National Make Your Own Sunshine with Jello and Pineapple Week. Tell everybody you know, and don't, don't, don't let the week go by without J-E-L-L-O. This is Don Wilson with a honey of a sunny idea. Combine Jell-O with Del Monte Pineapple. Bring a sunshine glow into desserts, salads, snacks, lunch, or brunch. Make your own sunshine with Jell-O and Pineapple this week. J-E-L-L-O. The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Audrey Christie and Don Briggs and is produced by Walter